0: Yes, indeed. Welcome back. We are live on iHeartRadio today. AMFM247.com. Tune in. iTunes. And of course, you can find us each and every day at TalkShoot.com. Go to Gary Van Dyke. Gary Van Dyke. We'll see if Gary is there.
1: Maybe. Food for Orphans, this is Gary.
0: Hello, Gary. It's James Lowe calling you for your radio interview. How are you, sir?
1: How you doing, sir? Pretty good, doing actually. Well. Doing well. really well.
0: We have got a, a great guest with us today. Gary Van Dyke is with us, Food for Orphans founder, and he's with us live here on our big program. Now, um, Gary, talk to us a little bit about your background and then tell us about Food for Orphans.
1: Well, I've uh, got about a 25-year history in radio and television. I was a DJ and a news anchor and a talk show host uh, in radio. Then in television, I did a a lot of work uh, making commercials and uh, doing voiceovers and things like that. And I did that for 25 years, and... Uh, I had an opportunity to visit uh, some children's projects in South America with an organization that was very well known, and when I did, I was greatly touched by the pain and suffering of children. Now, I was a father of five children myself, and so I had already been my focus was already on the needs and uh, the pain of children, and and now when I see that there's children out there that are suffering, it was just more than I could handle. James, I just I couldn't, I couldn't come home, and just act like nothing had happened. And uh, w- I began to think about the needs of those children, especially the orphans. You know, the orphans are are the ones that when they wake up in the middle of the night with a nightmare, there's no one to go to. Yeah. There's no one to help them. There's no one to, to, to talk them down from that painful nightmare. And when they wake up the next day, uh, if they don't live in a orphanage or in an orphan project, then they're probably out living in a field someplace or behind a building or under a car and they're having to take care of themselves. And so they began thinking about the food and what their needs are. And, and when, am I ever going to get food again? And those are the kids that I decided that I could do something about that. And I started Food for Orphans back in 2007. And since then we've provided over 8 million meals to orphans around the world in 16 different countries.
0: Fantastic. So, uh this getting this organization started what what was some of the uh i guess growing pains that that you had when you put this whole thing together
1: well in the beginning when i start but i decided to start food for orphans i found out that i needed to uh, incorporate and we're uh, based in colorado our home office is in colorado so i had to incorporate in colorado but i had never started a nonprofit. I had never started a business before. I never incorporated. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know about licensing. I didn't know about, uh, bookkeeping and I didn't know about marketing. Uh, I, so it was all a bit of a, a new thing for me. And, uh, but what I did do was I looked at the mountain ahead of me and the extremely high mountain. And I said, you know, I realized that this is going to be tough, but if I just take it one step at a time, I'll eventually make it to the top of the mountain. And so I began to work on the, the incorporation, and I did the paperwork, and began to uh, I began to do the IRS uh, paperwork for the 501C3. And lo and behold, we were approved by the IRS, and I had all the paperwork right. And so now we are a... 501c3 and have been that way since 2007 and so we're uh we were we were faced in the beginning with not only the paperwork trials and tribulations but also the trials and tribulations of you know how do i how do i fund this all this food that that these children are going to need and so i began to learn a little bit about uh, about marketing and about how we can get the word out what we're doing and, and little by little we've been able to grow and we're, uh, oh, we're still finding new orphan projects to help around the world and it's one of those things that uh, I am very careful about because I want to make sure that we do the best job we can. I want to make sure that we don't waste any money, and I certainly want to make sure that the projects that we are supporting are legitimate projects, that they're doing a good job, and that they're spending the money on food, Uh, and they're not wasting it, they're not skimming off the top. And so that's part of my job, is to make sure that those kinds of things don't happen.
0: Now, how do you how do you figure out uh, the good organizations from the bad? Uh, give us a little bit more details on this.
1: Well, it is important. It is important because I happen to know personally of many people who have pretended to be uh, leaders of orphan uh, orphanages. Uh, I've I have met men who wanted us to to find to to support them financially. That uh, they were pretending, uh, they were faking, they were skimming off the top. I had uh, one man who took me to this mud hut and said, "This is my home." I found out a few weeks later that he had a very nice house that somebody had built for him. And uh, it was one of those things that I thought, well what you know why would you do that? Uh, why would you uh, why would you lie to me?" And I found out that it was because he was uh, sc- scamming a whole bunch of Americans and taking money from them. So you have to make sure that these these orphan projects are legitimate, make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, and in some ways we we work we work with other non-profit organizations that are taking care of the children and uh, and and we have come alongside them and said since you have already vetted them you've already found out that whether the you you are making sure every week that uh, you talk to them and that, that that you go, you go visit the project several times a year and and you're making sure that everything is right so we don't have to do that so i we'll partner with another organization and we'll provide the money to buy the food locally in the village for that orphan project that they're supporting. And that way we can make sure that that is a legitimate project. And then we also work with missionaries that actually live in that country. Uh, And, and we make sure that those missionaries are, are people that we can trust and we meet with them quite often. And, talk to them quite often, and we make sure that uh, they do things like, instead of giving the orphanage the money, they buy the food on our behalf in the local community, and they deliver the food right to the orphan project. That makes sure that there is no money being skimmed off the top, makes sure that no one can do anything wrong, and uh, that puts the missionaries in front of the orphanage, in front of the children, in front of the leaders every week so that they can keep an eye on it to make sure that everything's going the way it should be going. And we really haven't had too much problem, James. It's, it's, it, it does happen occasionally, but it's extremely rare. Uh, the people that run orphanages, they're really my heroes because they're, none of them are professional. They're all just a mom-and-a-pop operation. They're all just uh, where children have, uh, uh, or, or, or parents have died uh, that live next door, and those children needed a place to stay, so they just said, well, come over here with us and stay with us. And then a few months later, somebody else dies down the street. They've got three more kids, and so they say, well, just come on over here. We've already got these other ones, and you know, now you've got an orphanage. And that's how these orphanages grow. I, I know of one orphanage that right now has got a hundred children in their home. They, they keep, add, keep adding on rooms to their home, and it's kind of a lot easier to do it there in Africa than it is here because they actually make the brick right there in their, on, their, on their property. They make the bricks by hand and then stack them and make a room out of it. It's not fancy, it's not pretty but it gives it it makes sure those kids are not living on the street yeah we we've got uh for instance james we've we've got a project in peru way up high in the mountains of peru in ayacucho where uh the orphanage up there was contacted by the local uh, police department and they said we have found two children they were about seven and nine years old, I believe, if my memory is right. Seven and nine, he said. These children were living under a car, outside the local uh, food market, the local farmers market. You know, where the farmers would come in, oh, yeah. set up a table, sell their sell their vegetables and fruits. Well, what they would these children, the reason why they were there, is because uh, every morning they would sweep out the market to get ready for the customers to come in and these two children would go over to that pile of dirt and trash on the floor and pick out little pieces of food and eat them and that was how they were surviving and not surviving very well but because we were able to support this orphanage they they made a commitment to the to the court and said, bring them here, and we'll take care of them. Food for Orphans is going to provide the food for them, and we'll find a bed for them. And so that's the kind of children that Food for Orphans is helping, and those are the kids that that really need help.
0: We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast and uh, joins us today here on Skype Audio, Gary Van Dyke. He started and is running an international charity that feeds thousands of orphans. And he joins us today here on our big broadcast. Now, you have helped a lot of folks. Uh, do you have any stats? Do you keep stats on, on how many people that, that you guys help and, and take care of and everything? And,
1: well, it, it, it always changes. James because we are food for orphans is if we're not a foundation where you know i have i'm i'm a a rich guy where I've got lots of money and I'm just wanting to distribute it that's not who we are we're a charity we we depend on the gifts and generosity of donors and uh and we uh we're basically a pipeline in that money comes in one end and we redirect it out the other end to the orphan projects that need the help. And so, uh, it's it's a little bit uh, it's it's a challenge. It's really a challenge. And if it wasn't for donors going to our website, uh, foodfororphans.org, uh, and making that donation, we wouldn't be able to do this. So, uh, we have to, We need to. We need their help.
0: Now, how exactly do uh do 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 folks uh you know, do do they, do you prefer money? Do you prefer supplies? Well, 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 well what do you prefer as far as help goes?
1: As far as donations or, yeah, or what yeah, we give? Yeah. Do, do, well, donations. If somebody, yeah, yeah, if somebody wanted to help food for orphans, the best way is with uh a financial donation. And the reason why is that uh, if we ship, if if we, let's say a company came to me and said, look, we've got, uh, you know, 50,000 cans of corn. Well, that'd be great, but somebody has to pay that $25,000 to ship it overseas. <laughs> yes. And uh, it's, it is expensive. We have done that before because we've had crisis situations where we had to ship a, one of those big, long, 40-foot containers. We've done probably a dozen of those, uh, and ship those overseas. And it takes a couple of months for it to get there. And uh, sometimes it gets uh, broken into. Sometimes it gets uh, stolen. Sometimes the government at uh, at a border will say you, uh, or the border guards would have, will say you need to pay us money before we let it through the border. So there's lots of reasons why we don't like to ship the food from here to there. The one of the biggest things I think is that the food's not fresh. It has to be it has to be something like rice or something like that, where it's where it's canned products which is it very heavy, or it has to be something dry like rice. So what we prefer to do is develop a relationship with that that orphan project and either through a third party like another orphanage, another organization like us or a missionary that it lives in the community, but, uh, it, or we will do it directly to the orphanage. But we'll send them uh, money every month and let them buy the food locally in their community. Now, this does a couple of things. Uh, first off, it provides the orphanage an opportunity to buy the food they need when they need it. So we don't want to waste food. We don't want food that's that's going to be uh, spoiling because it's fresh. And we want to be able to give them an opportunity to buy the food when they need it and the kind of food they need. Because we don't want to be sending them food and, or making them buy food that they're not used to, that they that they don't like, that it's not part of their normal diet. So we make sure that they get an opportunity to buy the foods that they would normally eat and uh we provide them <clears throat> we we do an inspection of their of their homes of the orphanage of the kitchens of their storage of their if they have if they have electricity do they have a refrigerator how often does the electricity go out how old is the refrigerator do they have a freezer do you have a good kitchen do you have adequate you know serving utensils do the, do the children eat on plates do they do they have to eat with their hands you know uh, do we teach them how to wash their hands? Do we teach them how to brush their teeth? Those kinds of things, are that's important. So we like, to, we like to let them buy the food locally, not only because they get the fresh food, but also because an orphanage is normally not liked by the community. They consider it an albatross around their neck. They consider it to be a pain in the butt. Because those children do not contribute to the economy, the local economy. They don't do any shopping. They don't go to the stores and spend money. Uh, They don't hire people for, for jobs. They're just children. And so the orphanages are usually not liked by the local community. But when we support them and send them money on a monthly basis to buy food, now they've got a reason to like the orphanage because it is stimulating the local economy it is putting cash into the local circulation of the economy. They're spending money at the stores. They're spending money with the farmers. They're spending money because there's more children now, usually. Usually, there's the, we, because of our participation, they're able to actually increase the number of children that they that they take care of. So now there's more children being taken care of. There's more money being spent for those children. And so... When we send them money to buy food, not only does it help the children, but it helps the local economy as well.
0: I think that is fantastic. And uh, the way you explain that is just amazing, by the way. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. Gary Van Dyke joins us here on our broadcast. Now, uh, partnering with different organizations uh, the way that you do, uh, you just mentioned that uh, you you go in and you and you check out you know different orphanages and and different different places and things so who are some of the other organizations that you partner with
1: uh, we partner with vision trust uh, international uh, we have partnered with uh, compassion we've partnered with we've partnered with uh, uh, and I don't remember their names because there's there's been uh, quite a few of them, and it's been a while since we've partnered with, with some of them. And uh, uh, I'm sorry, I, my memory is slipping.
0: No, I just I just was wanting to have you kind of spotlight some of the other folks that you work with, and some of the different people that that, that you're you're involved with. It's not a big deal.
1: Yeah, I, I wish I had those names in front of me, and and I'm sorry I, I don't I don't think of that very much because I let staff take care of those issues, and uh, I want to make sure that uh, you know that, that we that we've established a good relationship with this organization these organizations, and they're organizations that we can trust. Because we can trust them, I really don't. I just kind of put it on on auto drive because I don't have to worry about them.
0: Well, I think I know that's that awesome.
1: taking care of business. So yeah, it, it works out good. It works out real good.
0: So, talk to me about some of the other. You mentioned you let a lot of the staff uh, deal with different things. Talk to me about some of the different people that are that are working with you, and some of the people on your staff, and, and how much staff do you have for something like this?
1: Well, we are a small organization, um, and we've uh, we've cut our staff down to the bone because we felt that, uh, you know, some of our, some of our uh, work being done was a bit redundant and we found new ways to do a better job and we found a ways that we could contract out things like bookkeeping, that uh, as uh, contractors can do that cheaper than we could staff. Uh, we've, we've, we were doing uh, food packing events with major corporations and churches and schools around the country. And we have stopped doing that because the cost of shipping that food got to be so high. So that's the whole department that we no longer have. So right now we are down to a bare-bones staff, and I do the majority of the work myself other than the things that we contract out.
0: We have got Gary Van Dyke with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast. So, um, talk to me about your social media and websites and everything.
1: Oh, yeah. This is, you know, this is, uh, I love the, the new social media. I think it's fantastic. Uh, yes, we are on Facebook at, uh, you know, the, the slash facebookslash.com slash uh, food for orphans. And that's, Four is F-O-R, so with an uh, a S at the end of orphans. So it's Food for Orphans, one word. That's Facebook. And our website is uh, foodfororphans.org. And if you go there, you can find out about us. You can communicate with us. You can make a donation. And uh, the donation is it's it's let me let me tell you what what the donation goes for we have found that it's it cost us on average about 37 cents per meal for an orphan and that's different countries have varying amounts so we've averaged internationally so about 37 cents that means that if somebody wants to make a donation of 33 dollars a month they'll be feeding three orphans every day 44 dollars a month will feed Four orphans every day. $55 a month will feed five orphans every day. And another way that they can reach us is a toll free phone number. It's 888 242 0069. 888 242 0069. And the operator will take your donation, take your information. They're, they're, they're on call 24 hours a day. They're waiting for people to call. And, uh, that's the phone number that, uh, we use in our marketing. And so that way that, uh, if you don't want to go to the website, and do it. If you just call that, number, the operator will do it for you. 242 69. And we do love to hear from people. And, uh, I am available for speaking engagements. And, um, people can contact me through the website.
0: Fantastic. Well, uh, I appreciate you spending as much time as you did with us today, my friend. And, uh, I definitely want to have you back and, uh, good luck with everything. Thanks for doing this.
1: Well, thank, thank you, James. I've enjoyed it. You have a great afternoon.
0: Definitely. You too. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate all the work you're doing. Gary Van Dyke with us today. And, uh, we are going to take a time out and come back with more here.